Hi and welcome to our uh, first All Leaders Day in 2017 here at FGA uh, Melbourne. You know, I wanted to actually start off. Oh, I'm going to record and use my phone, but it's okay. Um, I wanted to start off actually by reading Proverbs chapter 2, if I could. Uh, every time we do one of these meetings, yes, I have. So every time we do one of these meetings, uh, we never get 100% attendance. And then when the meeting starts, there are 12 people here, which is fantastic. Jesus had 12 disciples. <laughs> so we know the world can be changed. The, the mighty 12 will have to stay back afterwards because I'm going to anoint you. Uh, um, I'm actually really thankful that all of you showed up for the leadership day. Um, but our orientation for these kinds of meetings and for when we get together needs to be one out of uh, our own pursuit. So I just want to take one minute because I want to explain why it is that in our compulsory leaders meeting, our, the one that we encourage everybody to go to, I'm not that emphasizing I don't push super, super hard on the you must definitely, I don't care what's going on in your life, you must come for these meetings. I, I strongly encourage you to. Um, I think what needs to happen in the life of a leader, in particular um, one who's been called by God, who's passionate by God, is that drive and pursuit needs to be born from within. It needs to come from, hey, you're here today because you think... You're part of this household. You're part of the, the, the call that this church has for the commission, the Great Commission. But also that maybe you'll get something out of it today. Um, Proverbs 2 uh, says this, which I absolutely love. It, it talks about wisdom, but it also talks about the Lord. So um, Proverbs 1 says, you know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And, it, and Proverbs 2 goes to say, this is the orientation. My son, if you receive my words, treasure up my commandments with, within you, making your ear attentive to wisdom, inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and you raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver, and if you search for it as your hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For it is the Lord who gives wisdom. From His mouth comes knowledge and understanding. And He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. And He's a shield for those who walk in integrity. Guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of His saints. Then you'll understand righteousness and justice and equity. And actually every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart. And knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you and understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech, who forsake the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perverseness of evil. Men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. So you will be delivered from the forbidden women, from the adulteress with the smooth words. That, by the way, is folly. Right? And you're going to see in, in Proverbs, um, God starts talking about Lady Wisdom who calls out to us, but also Lady Folly who calls out. 
For her house sinks down to death and her paths to the departed. None who go to her come back, nor do they regain the paths of life. So you will walk in the way of the good and keep to the paths of righteousness. For the upright will inhabit the land and those with integrity will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. In Proverbs chapter 2, which I just want to encourage you even as we start this year. It talks about this orientation that God wants for His people. That orientation where we are the pursuer. Where we are the ones going, Oh my goodness, I'm going to run after this. This is a good thing. This year, you're going to hear us talk about um, us wanting to reach out empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so then the first thing that we're doing in the beginning of this year is to emphasize the Holy Spirit. You're going to hear us talk about the importance of prayer and of a personal encounter with God. We're going to have National Day of Prayer coming up. We've got a day of prayer over Easter. We've got a range of things in our service where we're going to enable more encounters with God. We've got a range of guest speakers that are coming um, that are going to hopefully help us activate the things of God. And I know, I've been at FGA for a really long time. I know what it can be like. Meetings can just be another thing that everybody says, Oh my goodness, how come you're not at it? Why don't you come for, why didn't you come for this? Why didn't you come for that? And then soon, like almost imperceptibly, that pursuit and that desire, it dies. Because you discover as a leader at FGA, you don't even need to have the desire because someone will hassle you enough <laughs> and then, you know, like make you feel so bad about it that even if you don't have the desire to actually pursue some of these things, to be at that prayer meeting, to be at that leader's thing, to do the, that home group, even if you don't have that desire, you end up doing it anyway. You end up there anyway, right? Like, if we could just be honest when we start the year. But I want to, as the year begins, just want to encourage you as leaders. I'm, I'm actually really thankful that you're all here. You're part of the, I think, if I do a quick count, of the 50% of the leaders of FGA. Right? Um, great. Thank you so much. Because you're here really pursuing and saying, hey, I am leading at FGA. I need to do something about my leadership. Am I going to just power off and do my own thing in the church? Uh, am I going to miss out on um, the kickoff of the year where we talk about what we're going to do unitedly as a church? Am I going to miss out on fellowship with other ministries and get to know in real life people who are working side by side with me in the same family of God? Am I gonna, and you guys have picked um, to be here. So I'm, I'm so thankful for it. You know, today... Um, I just want to talk, if we can go through to my slides actually, I want to remind you um, that what you do is really significant. So, uh, Maji, you know, let's go through quickly an uh, agenda for today. Okay. So this is today's program. All right. I'm going to try to keep it. I'm not on your time here. And we started on time at the 12, and we will finish on time. And I'm going to talk for seven more minutes, and then I'm going to introduce you to Pastor Lisa. Oh my goodness, this guy is passionate and is a man of God. Okay, um, but you're now here at the Senior Pastor's Address. We'll have Pastor Misha sharing. 
we'll have a tea break. Then you want to hang around because we're going to give you a very quick highlight of all the things that are going on in 2017 and uh, some of the exciting things that are happening. So you want to make sure you're briefed up on that. We have an important <coughs> child safety presentation that is compulsory uh, for all leaders. If you please stay around for that. Anyway, it's just for food. So we're thinking everybody will either show up in time for that or they'll definitely hang on because they're not eating before the free food. So that's how important we make child safety. Prime position over there. Then after lunch, I'm hoping that you'll stay back for an activity that we have organized. Um, it's actually not just really fun, but I think it will provide a whole bunch of insight um, for you. And um, it's a good opportunity for us to work together across the industry. And then, as promised to all of the different ministry heads, we're going to allow the ministries to break up and have a mini-team meeting, just so that they can get themselves organized uh, for the year before we go. So, in my remaining five minutes, I want to talk to you about what you do is eternally significant. Oh my goodness, as a leader here at Jay, you need to know that people need the Lord. Amen. More than any other thing that could possibly give them happiness, that could possibly give them fulfillment, people need the Lord. And you, as a leader at that chain, you have been charged. You have signed up for, you have pursued that common mission to be able to bring the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ to not just to the lost, definitely to the lost, but also people who are working through their faith. We all know um, all of us need the Lord. Whether you've been a Christian for 20 years, 30 years, 10, 5, you took Christ yesterday, or you don't even know God. Um, we need Him. And so I want to encourage you as a leader, you might think that what you do is not that significant. That all you do is, I don't know, set up a Sunday school, welcome people, run a home group, that uh, all you did was call up somebody who's not feeling well and say, hey, can I pray for you? That only took you five minutes. But I tell you what is so significant about those five minutes or that evening when you open up your home for uh, people you don't know that well to come in for home group. What's so significant is that you become one piece, one part of that chorus that sings that God is good. You are part of that message that goes out that says, we have a real God that makes a real difference in people's lives. We become the flesh and blood for the good news of Jesus Christ. And that's why when we say reach out and by the Holy Spirit for this year, it is, I think, going to be something that involves us, that calls us. That's why our anchor verse is Acts 1 verse 8. And it says that we are going to be given the Holy Spirit. But then that we are to be witnesses. That word witness is so significant because I think maybe Melbourne has seen too much of the kind of Christian who 
is a preacher, a teacher, a judger, a moralist. Right? Now, what they actually need to see is witnesses. People, a witness is somebody who gives an accurate account of what they themselves have seen or experienced in a court law. That's what the original Greek word martyrs is useful. That if you were then called up to be a witness, you didn't have to say, oh, this is the teaching of the Bible, this is what I learned, this is what... You don't say any of that. You go, this is what happened to me, this is what I saw, this is what's happening. And that's our call, to be able to reach out in our real lives on um, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, um, yeah. That's why I think what you do is eternally significant. Because this year we will focus, I, I think, we will focus on actually transforming your, your life. You will have to change. You are these disciples in the beginning of Acts. So we'll be following the book of Acts. You'll see the church changes, the disciples change. They even meet up and the way they run church changes. They're like, oh my goodness, this is not working. Let's go and change it and let's do something else. And, um, because they tapped in to the mission that God had given them. It's impossible for us to stay the same. So you're part of it and what you do is eternally significant. So I want to actually leave you with three tips on your journey today. Let's go to the next slide. Um, okay, so ladies, if you're passionate, wait, next slide. Reach out loud, great. Okay, so three tips for you as you embark on your journey, your drive uh, in leadership this year, 2016. Uh, I wanted to leave you with this because you've given up today and, and you've got a great challenge ahead of you. you there are ministries that you're leading, there are teams that you're leading, people who like, whose lives you're connected with. So one, uh, I want to talk about, and I'm using sort of a car driving um, metaphor, but every vehicle needs fuel. Um, it's so easy as a leader to not check on your fuel level. Um, I want to encourage you, this year as we embark, like, I don't know what last year was like for you, this year is going to be tricky. We've got the thing, lots of other stuff going on, right? Um, it's easy to just get lost in the, I'm doing things, I'm going to get this project done, you know, um, this is coming up. It's easy to just drive and not look at your fuel tank. So as the year begins, can I encourage you, what is your passion level like? How are you connected with God? As a leader, what your primary responsibility if you're going to be a witness, you is to actually nurture your spiritual life yourself. Yourself. I would put that as your primary. I wouldn't even say primary is looking after your sheep or looking after your members and making sure things are. Oh my goodness. Primary is make sure you are actually the real deal. Mm. How passionate are you about that? Because I've grown up in church and I know it's entirely possible to have large sections of leadership in the church and they themselves are not passionate about God. 
And then so you then you go to a meeting, you are not passionate about God, and then you can say, hey, everything you invite other people to come to that meeting, and then the machinery goes on, but there is no real fuel provided by the encounter with God. So my tip for you this year to begin in part of that Spirit is to gauge, maybe even right now after this meeting, what is your passion level for leadership? And I know, and we'll do everything we can to try and encourage you, spur you on, inspire you ahead. But we need to know that watching that level, that Athena pursuit, that's your responsibility. And actually it's yours. It's the responsibility of every follower of Jesus Christ. It's the cry of Proverbs chapter two, that we would as a people pursue why sin? Pursue God's sins. And so, firstly, watch our passion. Second, blind spots. I think uh, I've discovered as a leader. So my next tip for you is, I know a bunch of you have been leaders for a while. Um, I loved growing up in leadership under Pastor Roman. One of the reasons why I loved it a lot is Pastor Roman helped me see a lot of my blind spots. As a leader, we lead the way that we have been led. As a leader, we do the things that we are strong and we're used to. And if we don't check our blind spots, as we maneuver around the road and turn left and turn right, and oh, I'm going to go here, everybody go there, we're going to get into a lot of accidents. Oh my goodness, like you need to understand FGA has a lot of priorities. It does. So we're interested in prayer, we're interested in evangelism, we're interested in the Bible, we're interested in people, we're interested in all of these things. Oh my goodness, it's like cars all driving on a road together. Even though something is not a particular passion of yours, it might very well be a passion for God. And so we have these, nat these natural blind spots, I think, where we go, this is really important. Of course it's really important because God has called you for that. He's given you a gifting and a passion for that particular area. And you're in kids ministry because you love kids and you're a kid yourself or whatever, you know. And great. But as a kid's leader, you might have some blind spots. You might not understand that parent maybe is going through. And wanting children to learn the Bible, not just have a great front time at church, but to develop some of these, you know, like, there are blind spots happening. And as a leader, as you embark in 2017, my hope is that you take some time, maybe talk to other leaders, talk to um, your ministry here, and go, hey, what are some of my blind spots? Um, forget it. And then three, Lastly, is adjust. And you see this in the book of Acts. So we'll be covering that in a series through the year. But, oh my goodness, in the book of Acts, they adjust all the time. Oh, you're going on a trip, you're going on a trip. Oh, we got to we gotta, like, reorganize. Oh my goodness, you're good then. And then, you know, that's when, and then like, if we adjust it, yeah, you know, like, people die. In the book of Acts. You know, like, it just continually adjusts as the gospel goes out because, it turns out there are pretenders. Yes, amen. So as the ministries go on, you've got the you know, sign of the magician, you've got Ananias, Sprinkle, all those people. But as things go on, we can't just go with everything and just 
So as a leader, I have to gear us all up because if we don't look radically at how we lead and get ourselves ready for some kind of change, we're going to be exactly the same when we move into that That's what I'm saying. All right? And so adjusting, I think, is part of the role of the leader. Right? So those three things. Just you know, three top points of the day as we kick off the year. Um, I'm hoping that you're, you're going to write it down, but that you would give some thought as to what is your fuel level like as you begin this year. That you'd be conscious of your own personality, your own personal blind spots that you need. And then three, that you will take, even at the beginning of this year, some time to adjust how you are. Don't just roll into last year home group went this way. Everybody came, we're good. And then roll into it. Okay. Just at the beginning of the year, adjust. Alright? Praise the Lord. <laughs> <clears throat> okay.